Hi, Doron. Welcome to the Qualitox podcast. Uh, it's great to have you here. And uh, I want to talk to you today about the EQMS, the Electronic uh, Quality Management Systems. Hi, Jan. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm following your uh, podcast and uh, it seems that uh, there's a lot of interesting uh, knowledge sharing and, uh, and opinions. So it's a pleasure to, uh, to be here today. Uh, Thank you very much. I'm really happy to hear that, that you followed it. Um, would you like to give a bit uh, a background about yourself, about uh, what you do, what your company does? Yeah, so um, my name is Doron Sitbun and I'm the founder and CEO of Dot .compliance. Dot .compliance is a SaaS application software as a service that deals with management of quality and compliance and regulatory aspects of life sciences companies, pharmaceutical, medical device, biotech. We try to implement processes in a way that uh, even employees in manufacturing in other parts of uh, the operations can, can use the application and be part of a, of a greater process that makes sure that all quality aspects are addressed in, in the right way. So for instance, if you work next to a machine, and you need to be trained on that, uh, that operation. You need to understand exactly what is the product that you are manufacturing right now. And to be able to retrieve the valuable information and enter the information and see the information coming from sensors around you. For instance, uh, information coming from uh, control systems. So getting all of that into a single view, a single process that allow organizations to be uh, productive efficient, and follow all of the uh, applicable quality standards that they need to do, because that's what's keeping the, the, business, the business running. It's a necessity. So I find that the digitalization is very important and every company should uh, strive uh, for it. So uh, what uh, problems um, companies uh, try to, uh, to avoid, to fix when they come to you uh, for, your, uh, for your services? So there's several types of situations where we come uh, uh, to help. So the first one is, is a manufacturing organization that uh, uh, uses a combination of either legacy systems that are not as convenient or, you know, deal with the different um, business requirements of today's, like, you know, having a lot of data integrated and, and uh, having the right user experience, working on mobile, things like that. So these are like organizations that want to, to move to the next level of applications. That's one, one group of, of uh, companies that we work with. The other group is early stage companies. So if you want to initiate, a new, or you are in early development stages of uh, developing a new uh, pharmaceutical uh, drug, then this is something that you really should consider to build the fundamentals of your company uh, on a digital format, that everything that you capture is going to be tracked in the right way. If you think about you know, uh, uh, getting a, a new product to the market, a pharmaceutical product, it used to be uh, almost $0.8 billion 15 years ago. And these days, if you look at the overall volume of activity, it's the cost could reach to you know 2.5, 2.6 billion to get a new product from 
uh, early R&D stages uh, to market. And, and if you think about the differences, why in 15 years the, the, the cost was so increased, it's all about data. It's all about the confidence level that regulators would like to have. Uh, for instance, having you know, more evidence, more clinical information, more assurance about the safety of the, of the product. And what we try as a company is to make sure that those innovating, um, life-saving products will reach the market faster and in a, in, a, in a way that would make it easier for the companies and for the, later on for the patients and consumers to have this, uh, those, those technology available to them. So taking the, those processes and trying to making sure that it's easy to capture the information and yep. that even in R&D stages, all of the data that will later on support the submission or support the, the factual rock base that the regulator would expect to find to, to have it available yep. from day one. Yeah, so it's a really important for companies that start um, and they are also in the R&D phases and they just uh, probably start the production. And uh, I find that, uh, tr- uh, that still many companies don't take that step towards a complete uh, digital transformation. And uh, what stops uh, those companies uh, uh, in your point of view? So I think digital transformation is something that happens to everybody. So uh, my son this year is uh, turning 18. And like his generation... Everybody are, you know, they, they, they use the, their mobile phone. They, everything is in the tip of their fingers. And it's happening to us whether we like it or not. We all become creatures of digital habits. And, and this is where in employers or pharmaceutical companies or other companies, employees, a way to be productive. In the same, you know, if, if you like to buy on Amazon or if you using Facebook or Twitter and, and you need to have the same type of you know, digital feeling about the, the, the information that you have with those tools in your work environment, because that will make you productive and that will make you more happy about, you know, the processes that you run. However, on the other side, it's definitely a problem because you need to follow very strict validation rules. Uh, you need to, to make sure that data is kept with full data integrity and there's you know, change of custody when data is moves, moving from one side to another and you need to have structured workflows and evidence, evidence, evidence. So this is really, you know, you'd like to do the transformation on one hand, but on the other hand, you have a lot of weight on your shoulders where you want, where you need to, to have the evidence and the validation documentation. So this is really where uh, uh, the next generation uh, QMS solution like dot compliance come in place. What we are doing is really giving the, the feeling of the modern QMS, but still removing some of the heavy lifting because our solution is ready to use. So you can start using it. And if, if, you know, if you would like to get the full documentation and the evidence and the testing and all of that, it's available. And it's um, something that really uh, try to, to deal with the complexity, but still give users um, a modern experience of working with application. So I think um, you hit uh, the right nerve here. So it's basically that uh, many companies are afraid of change and the difficulties that uh, they bring uh, with so much uh, validation and uh, and uh, so much documentation and they're afraid that uh, 
it won't uh, work together in a harmonized way in the company. And of course, every company that produces uh, especially products for so many years in the same way, they're uh, a bit reluctant to move to new systems and uh, to do uh, the change and to move to a, a digitalized system. But uh, I believe personally that there is a, a lot of advantages. And uh, why do you think that the companies must take the step and find themselves uh, a, a good uh, electronic quality system? So first, I think that they are uh, concerned for a reason. This is really important. This is critical, mission-critical processes. So you need to be really careful because that's the safety of your patient. So I, I wouldn't say that this is exaggerating it, you know to 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 do the digital transformation in a safe and sound way it's a challenge and you need to select the right partner to do something like that and this is why you know this is something that that you need to to have a strategy how you harmonize your processes how you connect all of the links you know you have the manufacturing systems and the ERPs of the world that contains really factual information about your transactions, your inventory, the, the components that you issue for a specific batch. On the other side, you have patients that, uh, that have uh, data generated by patients. So for instance, if you are a combination product that includes pharmaceutical ingredient, but also a medical device, and maybe the medical device is now connected and sending back information uh, to the vendor server, you know, it's, it becomes very complex and you need to be really careful and have patient safety as priority number one. But again, the, the merits of doing this, of going through this transformation are, are, are you know, great. It's, it's, it could save, I would say, anywhere between uh, 20 to 30% of your operating costs in terms of data management, which is a big portion, you know, you know, it's, it could speed up your processes. And, you know, the speed of change, which is another term that I really like to, to use, the, the time that it takes you to, and, and you know, anyone that have been, you know, in a manufacturing environment, and you think about the change control or engineering change control, this, this is like something that everybody understands that it's a complex activity, that it takes a lot of time and it goes and it changes hands between different people in the, within the organization. And the idea is to find the, 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 the linkage there and getting everybody in, in the company uh, working together and collaborating. And then you get tremendous savings and, 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 and you speed up your processes and you give the employees and your partners and your distributors single source of truth that is updated and that gives uh, everybody the information they need when they need it. So in the end of the day, it's, it's a necessity, but you need to be really careful in making sure that you make very, uh, you know, steps that you control and that you understand and that you follow all of the required processes and, and validation that is required from my experience, so I worked with both automatic systems, digitalized system, QMS, and also in the manual paper ways. We and all did. Sorry? <laughs> we all did. We all did. Yeah. So especially the, the generation that work in the company 20, 30 years, for sure. 
uh, I had the luck also to come to uh, companies to work. Uh, I mostly work in really big companies already had established uh, QMS and, and um, electronic systems, but it wasn't uh, um, overall. So, for, so they had limbs, but you still had uh, to do something uh, manually. And in um, another company, you had uh, automatic change control, but still... Uh, manual supplier qualification and the, then in another company everything was still uh, completely manual change control risk analysis uh, uh, everything so then you understand um, the differences and how much manpower it saves you compliance manpower problems so i, I yeah. mostly can speak from the quality assurance um, department and the we have to work with a lot of paper and with a lot of uh, uh, signatures and a lot of information. And when it, uh, let's it is say we completely have to digital. Work with a lot of paper. Yeah. Let's, let's optimistically look at the future. Yeah. There's so, definitely a lot of because I'm talking because I know that there are many companies that still work with a lot of paper. <sighs> and, um, and they probably, if they're used to it, they don't understand how pink and great the world is when you don't have to work with paper so the world is amazing and as you said the the, the efficiency is, is so great so i'm just thinking about the time uh, for example that i think the one of the most complicated thing working with paper is the signature because uh, you have um, some documentation and you need five people to sign them it takes yeah, you so, so long. There, definitely. It takes you um, maybe uh, days, maybe weeks to sign one document. If you're lucky not to lose it, yeah, during <laughs> during this well, uh, this uh, I, this I, round. I, I think there's a lot of organizations that develop, uh, you know, um, an amazing competence in managing all of their quality in paper, and this is like very uh, very disciplined. And, and very organized, and this is, I, I admire that. Uh, but there's definitely a way to, um, to really streamline the quality. So altogether, so if in the past you had islands of solutions, mm -hmm. solution for documents, which are disconnected uh, from solution to change control, and maybe disconnected from risk management, and maybe disconnected from your electronic batch record or batch record, and it's all islands or isolated areas or silos uh, within the organization. So I think that the next generation of quality management uh, system solution should think about a much more harmonized uh, uh, view of things. So it's, it becomes a, a game of platforms. So you'd, you would choose a platform and then within that platform, you're going to realize all of the processes that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And it and it and there's the, the bedrock is about uh, you know document control training and core quality processes like change control deviation investigation risk management and on top of that you will add more and more processes that are specific and and I think going towards an harmonized solution you need to build a strategy and you need to find a solution. And a trusted partner that can uh, walk with you throughout this roadmap, 
And this is one of the most interesting things in my work, in, the, in my day-to-day -day work, is meeting with clients, executives, and, uh, and, and, and working on the roadmap, where, where you are right now and where you want to be in, in a year from now or where you want to be in five years from now. And it's really depending on the vision that they have for their own companies or for their own business. And if, for instance, uh, a company is working towards personalized medicine or, or engagement with patients, that will affect their approach, their roadmap. And it's, it's really, you know, the environment is changing. So if, for instance, um, um, 10 years ago, you would find on a typical pharmaceutical manufacturing line, you'll find maybe hundreds of data points. I think that in 10 years, it will go to, uh, you know, millions of data points and be able to analyze that information and drive insights from this data. That, that's a huge transformation. So when, when you work on paper, the quality team is pushing the papers between the different people. So in, in order to complete a change control, you need to get everybody signing. As you said before, it's really, you, you have to, you have to you know, push the process until it's completed. When you move to structured electronic records, the, the role of the QA now becomes like a checkpoint. Uh, you, you are a, a gatekeeper now. You look at yep. the processes. Most of the processes should become self-service. So if an engineer would like to initiate a change control or change request, they should be able to do it themselves. But now you as QA, you're in, as a gatekeeper at a specific point. And you can monitor that decision and making sure that everything goes, you know, within the standards that you define and you have to, that you have a broader vision or impact analysis and you can address other aspects that maybe the initiator didn't see. When you move to the next step, which I believe is big data compliance or, uh, you know, there, there would be so, many, so much information structured and unstructured that you need to take into account and then, uh, uh, um, you know, QA will become more like a cyber analyst. And, you know, you see those, uh, those uh, science fiction uh, uh, movies where you have uh, a, a team of talented uh, uh, people sitting in an operation uh, center and looking at all of the data uh, coming from different sources and analyze them and, and you know, uh, give instructions or, or make a decision or or running uh, actions, corrective action, action items, or preventive. So think about it in the future. That would be the life of a quality manager. You would need to analyze a lot of raw information and, and make decisions based on, on you know, the, the human judgment and your professional expertise. So, and it would take time. I mean, people right now are pushing the paper sometimes and moving to structured electronics. But in, in 10 years from now, that will change. It has to change because the, the volume of data that we are receiving from different areas is, is, is overwhelming. And yeah. you have to have new process, new ways, new tools, new methodologies to deal with this wealth of information. Yeah.
Yeah, I agree with you uh, completely because uh, right now all the regulations uh, in all the countries are pushing towards uh, risk-based approaches. And uh, when we're talking about risk-based approaches, uh, it means that we also need to look always at uh, a trend analysis and we need to collect information from all over and to look at it as a bulk. Also, when you do the um, root cause analysis, when you have all the information uh, before you uh, in uh, one system, uh, when you have the change control and the, and the deviations and the kappas and everything in one system, it, uh, when you see the graphs and, the, and when you can pull uh, the statistics from it, when you have some yeah. AI maybe that... Your uh, annual product review should be generated almost automatically, automatically. you define yeah. those criteria in advance yeah and then you and so you can for example when you're doing annual reviews also also from suppliers you don't have to sit and review each supplier it should be a click of a button and you should have all the information which tells you which supplier uh, had failed in your criteria and uh, had the most deviations and uh, which were critical and so on and so on and maybe give you some alert, alerts okay you should uh, maybe it's time uh, you should change the supplier you should uh, yeah, just and, and have some light that, that helps you with the decision I think that the next generation of uh, uh, of working with suppliers mm -hmm. will will sort of you know blur the boundaries between suppliers and, and the manufacturers and distributors because think about it, huh? there are so many um, you know, innovative uh, pharmaceutical companies that would, um, that would come to contracted manufacturing to start with. So you know, most of their manufacturing assets will be contracted. And, this is, I, and I see that with a lot of early stage companies and even uh, companies that are you know, more established, they still decide to outsource when it comes to, you know, specific capabilities that they would like to, you know, maybe focus or use uh, sourcing to, to uh, because of their specific product focus. So, so in real life, pharmaceutical companies have a lot of their assets. A lot of their risks are actually within the supply chain. And this will grow and grow and grow as we move towards virtual manufacturing where where you own the the license for that pharmaceutical product and and you have a, a supply chain that deliver that whether it's the um, api and this api will go to formulation and maybe packaging and 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 it all goes you know uh, uh and you will just do the 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 commercial part maybe and 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 this means that a lot of really critical activities are done by by your suppliers or your supply chain partners. And I think it will elevate the relationship between uh, CMOs, contracted manufacturer organization, uh, and their clients. And in order to, to even enable those kind of um, relationship, the next generation of quality management systems should allow everybody to collaborate uh, uh, and, and share the, the relevant information you know, yet having all of the constraints and uh, the security uh, restrictions that you would expect in terms of, you know, when you communicate and share information between organization, but all of that, all that, all of that should be seamless. And that's really, that's why in our product, we, by design, we added suppliers as active 
players in each process. So you can do a, a kappa with a supplier, or but you can do a change control or risk assessment, and you can collaborate with the supplier or partner. And it's just a matter, you know, sometimes it doesn't really matter who pays your uh, your salary. In the end of the day, you are part of specific uh, supply chain or, or manufacturing chain for a specific product. Mm-hmm. And you have to be committed to the quality of that. Yeah. So it's a partnership in the end. And I think it's great if the suppliers would really collaborate because I know, so I worked in the, also in supplier management. So I know when you have deviations, you, it's quite difficult and it takes time to get the feedback. You, you go through the, through the procurement usually and until you get the information why you put a deviation and then you, you ask for a reply. But if there would be some harmonized solution that you can in one system work together, it probably would be more of a partnership and much easier. And again, the time, yeah, yeah time I mean, consuming. Yeah, and, and again, yeah, you have to, you know, things are becoming faster. And the expectation, I mean, think about it, you know, 20 years ago when you tried to set a meeting, you know, you would uh, schedule something, maybe send an email. Now, you know, people would just, you know, instant message each other and say, yeah. I'll be available for mm. uh, 20 minutes yeah. Zoom right now and they'll just sure. do it instantly. Yeah. And I think it should move the same. It should move the same also in the pharma. And I think the pharma is still a bit behind. And I think it's because the validation concerns, because the systems are so established and it's not that easy uh, to change it. And you need a lot of motivation uh, to push you to do it. And maybe there are not enough solutions that, uh, uh, that uh, are uh, good enough for all the effort. I think that the mixture of technical capabilities and again from a, from a regulatory and risk-based approach to having the right proficiency to make sure that you deliver those solutions together meaning that you you're advanced in terms of feature and functionalities and processes but on the other way on the other end you have to keep data integrity validation and information security aspects this is crucial I mean and this is Why I think that pharmaceutical companies sometimes, you know, if you look at a CIO, chief information officer working for a pharmaceutical company, and he would look, he or she would look on their peers, they would see, you know, on, on high-tech companies, they would, you know, they would be a little bit jealous because, you know, when you work with technology companies, mm-hmm. they can do so much things and, and work on an agile mode yeah. Yeah. in such an easier way. But, but, you know, when you are constrained, mm-hmm. To the pharmaceutical regulations then you are in a, in a it's a very frustrating uh, experience by the way yes I mean and part of the the next generation QMS should really work on on you know improving this experience and by providing things that are you know very easy to use on one hand and very quick to deploy mm-hmm. but still with the, all of the safeguard that you expect in that industry yeah yeah So uh, maybe it, uh, it would be great if uh, the QMS systems would already be aligned automatically and update themselves with the regulations. That's so, what we deliver on a regular basis. So each so time that there's a new regulatory mm-hmm. requirement, we add that functionality and we provide uh, the proper uh, documentation. And, you know, it's, 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 it's crucial because mm-hmm. you want to remove this weight from, from the technology team 
and the regulatory team because that's standards. That applies to everybody. You know, you have your special purposes. Uh, as a pharmaceutical companies, you have proficiencies in manufacturing pharmaceutical products, medicines, and and that's and that's your proficiency. And sometimes you're forced to to do a lot of heavy lifting when it comes to regulation and come to you know infrastructure and IT and all of that. And you really want to allow the business to focus on the business. And this is where partners, technology partners like uh, Dot Compliance are coming in place. Because what we are trying to do is to deliver, you know, to take the common things that are, you know, and everybody likes to think that they are special and they are special. However, in some aspects, when it comes to regulated information management, there are some similarities that allow us to provide ready for use applications. And ready for use, that means that you, within a very short period of time, days, you can go live with a QMS system that uh, uh, meets the vast majority of the requirements that are common. And this is really the, the, the magic, how to build a system that can accommodate uh, you know, a larger um, percent of the, the business requirement that you would typically find in our industry. So this is the, I would say, probably part of the next generation of uh, mm-hmm. quality management system is the ready-to-use approach. Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's complicated because ready-to-use means that the application is ready for use, but also that you as a company, that you are ready to use it the way it is. So it's ready to use twice. <laughs> you have to be ready. Yeah. And you have to be able to accept changes to your processes. And this is where the parts of change management and change of perceptions could take, uh, could take, should take place. Yeah. And it's really up to, you know, to find the, the digital transformation evangelist on the other side, somebody, a partner from the company that sees the vision and understand where he wants to take their own company and, and what it means to be there and what it means to do this transformation and then we as a technology partner we can support those evangelists we can give them the ammunition to 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 be able to fuel this uh uh this uh, transformation within their organization and it's a real hard job and it requires uh uh, you know terrific talented people Mm. and we are privileged to work with some of those guys so that's really uh uh that's one of the treats in, you know, or the, the pleasures of, you know, working in our industry. Yeah. So I think we convinced the people that they really should uh, go to a full uh, scale uh, digital <laughs> transformation, hopefully. Slowly. Uh, so and <laughs> slowly. The and they, they should... Yeah. They, they should um, think and they, they should assess their uh, their systems and see uh, and evaluate how such a system would help them. But uh, what uh, what types of systems are there? Uh, for so probably there is not uh, one system. There are many suppliers. There are many um, uh, possible partners. So uh, what yes. uh, types of uh, QMS so, are yeah. there and what it, and the, which company? Um, what fits which company? Yeah. So there's there's several segmentations that uh, goes when you, when you need to choose your technology partner. 
need to look at several options. So there are some companies that um, that are, you know, their, their logistics systems or ERP and financial systems also apply, you know, provide uh, quality management uh, solutions. Sometimes, because, you know, those companies deals with huge, complex challenges on financial mm-hmm. logistics and, and other aspects of the supply chain, and they... they Sometimes quality is secondary in terms of their product focus and the innovation. So it could be easier sometimes to take the, your ERP vendor solution for quality management, but sometimes it's hard to deploy because it's not always easy to use. It's not always mobile. It's not always um, integrated with external parties. So, so, th- so the first group is solutions provided by uh, traditional ERP systems, and and they have the 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 advantage of being integrated. However, they come typically with very heavy lifting uh, work, especially on the validation and regulatory side, because uh, you know uh, most ERP systems are sold to clients from, you know, fashion uh, retailers to, uh, uh, you know, the pharmaceutical, but also, you know, uh, other businesses that are not related uh, to, uh, to to the pharmaceutical industry. So if it's a g- generic ERP system, not always they will have all of the key points that you will need in order to have a smooth deployment. And then you start to do gap assessments. So okay, let's customize this and let's customize that and let's add the. They don't have it exactly, but maybe close enough. Maybe we can use. And then you start to get to a very complex and costly and long deployments. So that's a block of you know ERP systems. Maybe there is a good fit, and you should always look at your existing tools before you shop for additional tools like dot compliance. But but basically that's that's something that happens. It it exists. And you need to see if that fits your needs or not. What is the gap there from an economic perspective, from time to market, from usability, and from ability to support future requirements? And it really depends if your business is innovative and you see new business use cases, then you need to have more focus on quality. The other uh, type of uh, vendors are traditional quality management uh, software solutions. And they are definitely, uh, you know, they have the industry focus, but sometimes they lack the platform. Sometimes their, their user interface is outdated. Sometimes the heavy lifting of modernizing their application is, is not, you know, uh, commercially sound for them. So you kind of get into a situation where you have some outdated software and that each and every time that you need to update and add new features, you go into very complex processes of upgrades and revalidation and all of that. And you need to have the right infrastructure in-house like server rooms and disaster recovery inside and, and you know DBAs and all of those other um, you know, bad words that uh, technology specialists will drop on you each time when you want to deploy a new system. So it's really the question again about, you know, how agile you are, how you adapt to, to the changing business requirements and how fast you can deploy. 
So, so th those traditional quality management solutions are typically focusing on specific areas. It could be, uh, you know, quality management processes. It could be document control. It could be, uh, you know, other parts, maintenance management or uh, electronic batch records or um, CTMS or EHS or other parts of the, the overall solution. But then again, you, uh, you move to the next uh, type of players. And I call them modern platform players. So you typically uh, find solutions that are not uh, developed from scratch, that uh, leverage a technology, an existing technology. So all of the housekeeping is done with a trusted technology. And there's several trusted uh, platform vendors in, in, in the industry. Um, you know, uh, if you go to, to really large enterprise solutions, you'll find a few of those. But then you need to leverage that platform in a compliant way and, and find and deal with the different processes one by one. And then it's like, think about a Lego where you have uh, a lot of cubes that you need to connect and you need to build your own house small house from from the the lego blocks you need to make sure that you connect the right legos blocks in the right place and that you you keep it in the right way but in general you want to use lego blocks you don't want to to do everything yourself you want to have some uh uh, uh pre-configured or or platform that you can use and then those those players that come with a platform background or with with a support of a platform can really address really large number of of business needs because most of the heavy lifting is done by the platform now it allows you to focus on the processes and and the interaction between processes and that's why uh, I think that uh, you will find some modern uh, and non propriety so to say technologies. Technologies that leverage common industry standards, um, and then find the uh, partners that understands the industry and that work out in terms of not just providing a solution, but providing the overall envelope for that solution. And this is where you want to have a partner that uh, supports you through audits. And this is something that you know. Our subject matter experts, because you know, when when a client is telling us, "Oh, next week I have an FDA audit," so okay, we will sign a subject matter expert that will exactly know how to answer and how to defend every you know every line in the validation plan that we that we provide with our product. You need to to have uh, a partner, technology partner that understands the processes that can do process engineering. That will tell you, okay, I see that your process works this way, but we can, you know, work, tie those two pieces together, and then, you know, it's you get a greater value by understanding the type of processes that you have in your organization. And we try to uh, to bring as many talents as we can from from the industry, working for large corporations, but also small innovative companies, and try to take that practical knowledge into into the process engineering and that's really the interesting part where you have the building blocks now but you need to structure the process and it's also about 
you know, how easy it is to do business with. You need to be flexible. You need to be responsive. And, and think about all of the problems and the challenges from, you know, from, this, from the point of view of the clients. And this is what we try to do as well. And, and this is so, so you have different types of, to summarize the long sentence uh, or the long story, you have, uh, uh, you know, traditional ERP systems. You have uh, a traditional QMS where you have, there's a lot of heavy lifting and customization. And you have modern uh, cloud solutions that leverage an existing platform and that can tailor uh, specific processes when needed, but also provide you a ready-to-use solution when you know the requirements or the functionality is standard and needed by uh, vast uh, players in the industry. And there's no one good answer. It could be right for one and wrong for the other. And it's always about, you know, uh, also the connection between people and companies. Mm-hmm. And you need to make sure mm-hmm. that uh, the person that is working with you, somebody that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, there is one solution, for example, that is uh, better for smaller companies and another for bigger companies? In, uh, uh, what, what do they uh, need to uh, take in consideration when they do the choice? So I think... Even within dot compliance, what we did, we separated our business into uh, uh, small, medium companies and enterprise business. When it comes to small, medium, they would like to have rich functionality, but time and costs are really important and you need to really have a cost effective. So the ready to use is, is a really a, a winning strategy. So you can get up Uh, up to speed in days and leverage off-the-shelf processes that, that exist in other and, 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 and mainly your deployment will be you know migrating your information and you know updating your internal SOPs mm-hmm. and we actually provide templates. Mm-hmm. So if you want to use our document control uh, uh, process, it will come also with user manual, mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. training and so I think uh, um, also. I think many companies uh, would uh, think about uh, so you mentioned migration so I think uh, especially when companies have a lot on paper or a lot of different uh, uh, digitalized solution for each part so one system for deviations one uh, a system for uh, change control uh, how easy it is to uh, migrate are there uh, ways to connect uh, to a third party applications and throw uh, them The information definitely I mean today's and and first as a vendor we offer full web services that allow every application in the world to be fully integrated with dot compliance with no small letters and no caveats you can just ent- integrate everything to dot compliance and we can also work uh, with the client IT department and system integrators and To use those web services to integrate everything, it could be also uh, you know applications so for instance, we have a built-in uh, infrastructure for Internet of Things. So if you have a medical device that is sending information or medical machinery that sends information back uh, to you as a vendor, you can integrate that information and then infuse this information into your quality management processes. 
So yes, it's 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 available. And now back to your previous question about whether you know small so what you know with the mm-hmm. same solution we address different clients based on their preferences. Mm-hmm. So smaller companies and mid-sized companies will go and use our off-the-shelf product. Where enterprise come you know enterprise uh, solutions requires a lot of tailoring. But still, even when you when you tailor a solution uh, to a client needs, you need to uh, build the layers that will allow you to continue upgrading that solution and continue maintaining that solution. And we deliver at least uh, three versions per year that, you know, if there's a new mobile phone out there in the market that needs to be, you know, a new version of iPhone that needs to be supported. And three years, three times a year, we issue new releases. Um, and that's and that's really heavy lifting unless you build the, the platform and the architecture in a smart way. And this is where probably if you had a podcast or on, uh, you know, enterprise applications and, uh, you know, focusing on IT people, I would mm-hmm. could, could probably have a whole different <laughs> discussion sure. about technology and that's another you know, yeah. another passion of mine. Probably you could uh, talk APIs, and uh, but and, in a different, uh, uh, in a different sense than uh, one means uh, in pharma. Yeah. And microservices, and mm. and you know how you have a federated processes versus centralized, and and if you get blockchain and Internet of Things, and and then analytics and artificial yeah. intelligence, and all of that exists. But business people and quality people don't care about the technology buzzword. They care about the things that it will do to their processes. Mm-hmm. About their the results. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, you, and you really won't, don't care about, you know, it's like electricity. If it works, nobody thinks about electricity. It just works. You know, you don't think about whether it was uh, manufactured in a nuclear plant or the, the, that was, uh, you know, uh, 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 photoelectric uh, cells that generated that. You just have electricity yeah. and that's as long one, as it works, you don't care. <laughs> that's one, uh, what uh, one says about the IT department. As long as, you, um, as long as everything works, you don't even know they exist. Yeah. You know, you know, and there are people and you need to also, at, they have, at least when you have, have a lot uh, of contribution with internet connection. <laughs> But, and I think, you know, uh, uh, innovative IT people that understand not just the technology, Um, that understand also, uh, uh, you know, the, the processes and the industry are mm-hmm. a tremendous asset to any organization. Yeah. And we first employ people with that background. But second, we also work with clients that come with that background. And this, this makes really powerful deployments of, of uh, solution like ours. Yeah, it makes everything somebody easier. Somebody on the other mm-hmm. side that truly understand and, you know, can make judgment call understanding not only what they want to do but also what would be the long-term implications of that yeah so they I think they also need to know the the internal processes so get they can also explain to the to the other departments that are not uh, that I uh, take savvy uh, what it means and um, translate let's say yeah and you have to speak in a very simple yeah. terms you know it's it's um, dot compliance initially to the, the initial slogan for dot was simply get to the point <laughs> but you know it's it's what we're trying to do is to simplify mm-hmm. it really shouldn't be too complicated from the user experience perspective as much as we can and again 
it's a path, it's a road, and we are going towards that way. And I'm not pretending to say that uh, uh, us, like other QMS uh, vendors, we haven't solved all of the issues. It's still sometimes frightening, complex uh, processes. That's that's life, and and mainly because of the regulation, actually, because you need to follow all of the requirements. Yeah, yeah exactly. But but we need to we need to, uh, and and this is really the 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 thing that to, it should be simple. If you know, if it's like buying somebody something from Amazon or or doing an on, you know, going to your bank and 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 check your bank account status and maybe you know make a slight change in your stock uh, exchange uh, portfolio. So it's it's really something that people are get to use to do themselves, as long as it's simple enough and consistent and stable. And this is what we are trying to provide. Yeah, I think uh, simplicity is key. So you don't want uh, somebody, uh, so it takes months to learn the system. No, it should be simple. Yeah. And it should follow the your, you know, if you're coming from the industry, you would expect things to behave in a certain way. And this is a very, you know, delicate uh, issue. You know, you have to understand the psychology of the user how they expect the system to behave, how things should be connected, and how what information should I present on any on every step? Mm-hmm. And we are working really hard to uh, to deploy those processes and those logics, and, and yeah. that's what we're trying to do here in dot compliance. That's great. So, so let's say a company has. Uh decided on a supplier so what should the, the, they consider and techniques could consider from their side what would be uh, the steps and uh, uh, probably there there is a lot to do so uh, what uh, are the steps that the company should uh, take so i think it's it's uh, and I, I'll, I'll i think i'll try to focus on initiate from initiation because when when you go to such a such a journey you need to be prepared yeah so first, the, the organization needs to have a reasonable set of expectations, what they would like to achieve, when they won't like to achieve it. And then with those expectations, build the right team to be successful. So we, you know, if you are planning, let's say that uh, you're planning for a medium size, let's say 500 employees company, a medium sized company, or even a smaller company, um, you would, you would need to have a team. The team should include people that leads, leads the project from, from a quality perspective. So to have your subject matter experts and your executive sponsor, a person that can uh, understand the issues and make decisions and change processes. Because when you do the change management, you need to, to, to reach decisions. And you have to have that person in that team, a person that can make decisions mm. about processes, that yeah. really owns the process. So the QA, someone executive from the QA or someone external? Well, I mean, we've seen, typically we've seen three types of, uh, of you know, executive sponsors. It could mm. be either the, the, the head person in QA, whether they are vice president or or director level, depending on the size of the company. It could be the COO, there's somebody that deals with operations and responsible also for manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So we see that a lot. 
manufacturing operations, or it could be even an executive uh, sponsor like the CEO. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the most interesting journeys that we had is, you know, when, when you have a fellow CEO on the other side and, and you share vision about what they would like to achieve. And they also look at the commercial aspect as well as the change management and their internal organization. So you have to have the right team to be successful. And then you have to define the scope. Yeah. And so let's say, so is... I'll stop you for a second. So we have the QA, what the, and the executive, the decision makers, uh, who is also uh, important that he sits on the table? IT. IT is important as well, depending on the size of the organization. So for smaller companies, we, had, we identified that the lack of IT resources is sometimes crucial. So our system is designed in essence, for a smaller organization to be run by fully by QA or by the business users. That's the, so that's one obstacle. But if, let's say, a medium-sized company should have a very strong IT skills, people that comes with business analysis background, that understands, you know, all of the other elements of this, uh, of this cube, you know, the ERP, the CRM, the logistics, the authentication, the identity management, uh, security, all of those aspects all together. So to have that technology partner within that team, that's really important. And once we have this team, now we need to, to build a realistic transition plan where, where we are right now and where we want to be. And we need to identify the shortest and less, least resistant path between those two points. And this is where you have to understand your internal organization culture. What would be easy? What would be hard? Who are the people that you, that you need to convince? And you know, win the hearts and the minds of those people towards that change. And, and again, uh, quality is not, it's not a system. It's a culture. And you have to address it as, as a change management and the full business meaning of change management. It's not just technology. It's far more behind that. And, and, it's, and it's really getting interesting and productive when, when, when organizations adopt this approach. That, that's a really amazing to see. And now we have the team and we understand we, have, we set our goals together and, and we you know, did some sanity check to see that those goals are realistic. And um, usually from your experience, uh, what percentage percentage of time uh, do companies achieve it in their uh, go in their uh, time uh, time limit that they set for themselves for the project so it's really 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 changes based on the size of the organization and how specific the processes that they are dealing with you know you know what's what are the specifics of those processes but i would say typically a phase of deployment you know I'm going to give you my secret rule of three. So you take three major processes and try to deploy that in three months. <laughs> okay. Just, and, and it's, you know, it's, it, but you can do much more than that if you, you're willing to adapt or ready to use processes or you do less if you want to go deep. Mm-hmm. So it really depends, but, but, you know, you can be, you should, a typical organization, a mid-sized organization, who is willing to adapt best practices can think about a roadmap of a year to get 
90% of their purchases uh, 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 on digital. Mm-hmm. So that's in a year time, you can you know, computerize most of your uh, purchases for a standard pharmaceutical manufacturing organization. If it's uh, in, in discovery stages or R&D stages, then there's different aspects. I think the complexity there goes to your clinical trials, which is slightly different. Uh, situation but for a manufacturing organization a year time could be a reasonable for a small medium uh, organization where all of the prerequisites of management buying and, and the right team is there that's really achievable okay so we have uh, our team we checked uh, our uh, timeline and uh, we got everybody to the table is there anything else to consider for a smooth operation? Well, timing. Timing is really important. You have to look at your timing as an organization. Uh, for instance, if you have, uh, let's say that you have an FDA audit mm-hmm. or EMEA audit uh, next uh, quarter, maybe, you know, you need to think about it twice. Mm-hmm. If you have it in uh, six months from now, maybe you should build a plan that would make you compliant and You know, mm. and the, of course, I'm talking about major audit uh, or, or new submissions or, or go to market. So, so you need to plan ahead and look at your business schedule. If there's like specific uh, activities uh, that are criti- critical, you need to staff your team in a, in a, in a, in a more, you know, give, give, give them more support throughout the deployment, maybe backfill. Or adding additional people that will allow the the quality mm-hmm. team you know to leave some portion of their day-to-day work and focus on the project so there's a lot of things about timing and scheduling but then again there is the unexpected so if you take for instance the covid 19 crisis what we've seen is that it's it was disruptive for many companies so you know some companies you know they, they put uh, they, it slowed down the deployment With other companies, they, they understood that there's no other option than to go uh, digital. So that was, again, uh, you know, some external events. Some of them are controlled. Some of them are, you know, uh, behind our control. So it's, uh, or, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, so it's, it's really about, uh, so the last but not least is some luck. You know, luck is always good. In any project, I'm a little bit superstitious in that. So to have the right people, set the right goals, have the right methodology, select or you know the, list, the path with uh, in a risk-based approach, uh, uh, as a state of mind, find the, 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 the path with this uh, resistance and, and maximum benefits, and then execute and be persistent and communicate, communicate, communicate. Let people what they are gaining from this change and, and let them understand what is what is the importance or the importance of this project or this QMS deployment uh, to the well-being of the organization altogether and to the future success of their company. So uh, before we say goodbye, is there any way that uh, uh, people can uh, contact uh, your company if, if they need some consulting or, or uh, they have uh, some uh, questions? Yeah, so there's, if it's a general uh, information, so you can just uh, email info at 
.vcs.com and probably send you a slide that you can pop up uh, uh, right now with that address. And if there's any uh, uh, personal question, you can more than welcome to uh, contact me directly in LinkedIn and I'll be happy to uh, get back to you guys. Yeah, and I'll share your contact information also on, on my web, website and uh, on, on LinkedIn. So again, Doron, uh, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Qualitox podcast. If you did, consider subscribing so you don't miss a new episode. Stay compliant and see you in the next one.